That is an old one. Yeah, man. Like the, some of the old character design. Definitely was going back and taking a look at a couple of the the characters and a couple of the individuals. The you know he really did a great job. Was really taking his own fundamentals and just saying, I'm going to really flow with this idea. I'm doing something completely unique and I'm flipping it completely on its head, even more so than what you would typically think. And it's, and it's, and it's pretty, it's going to look, I think today is going to look crazy. <laughs> so especially when could, they, especially when they speed up some of those fights. Oh, so before we get too involved, let's go ahead and get started. My anime list gets longer every day. Welcome to My Anime List Gets Longer Every Day, episode 16. 16. Yeah, 16. Yeah, I know I'm terrible at this. I'm terrible at keeping track of all this stuff because we recorded more than 16 because we got the dang uh, blur, that blur banter stuff. So, yeah. But uh, episode 16 of My Anime List Gets Longer Every Day. How you doing, man? How you doing, Javon? Doing good, baby. The law is here. I hope everybody had a good week and we are here to discuss some excellent stuff today. So let's get started. We got a lot. Uh, this has been an interesting news week. Mm-hmm. I know last time we recorded, we didn't have a whole lot of news. I wanted to get right to it quick because I'm really hyped about everything we have. That I know because a lot of the, the whole monologue managers that we kind of just cut straight through that. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's do it. Our anime spotlight is a little different. Normally, when we do anime spotlight, it's the creators, composers, directors, voice actors. But we're going to be mainly focusing on a specific anime that's been gone for a long time. Pull back that curtain, JC. What do we got for the phone stands today? We're going back to Shonen Jump 1998, I believe. That's when Shaman King debuted in Weekly Shonen Jump. And the reason why we're going back this far because uh, it's it's recently it's coming back. I believe the uh, from what my notes, what I'm looking at right now, the anime will adapt all 35 volumes of the new manga, the complete edition, and um, we'll start publishing print volumes on June 17th. So it's that'll be tomorrow. Actually, it's the 16th while we're recording, so that'll actually be tomorrow. Now, as far as the actual anime is concerned, um, I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but it will happen soon. I'm going to project right now, JC. I'm going to give them a solid 2021. I'm going to probably going to give them an early, if we're lucky, if we're lucky and things go well and the curve kind of flattens and the production studios can kind of get their weight under them, I'm going to say an if we're lucky, we're going to get a nice spring 2021 release schedule. So just going through the article a little bit, uh, Hiroki Takai, I hope I'm saying the name right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm bad at this, the names, but I'll figure it out one day. Uh, announced Friday that the manga will be inspiring a brand new television anime that will appear next April. Right. Okay, next April. I've, I'm going through right now, so 
So you write 2021. Like I said, it'll adapt all 35 volumes of the manga print. The website also announced that earlier 2001, 2002 television anime will be streaming in Japan on the full anime TV. And I'm sure you can go to all your other sites. Crunchyroll will probably be streaming the old 2001, 2002 anime. Um, going back to that, I, th- I was thinking about it. Shaman King actually finished, right? That's true. One of the few, the few to actually go from start to finish cold, if we're not mistaken. Yeah, because I'm like, Shaman King ran long. Shaman King ran really long, longer than most anime back then, because it was like every, I think it was either Friday or every Saturday morning. One of those mornings, we caught that episode every every week. And it kind of makes me want to go back and watch those old Shaman King anime. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, don't get me wrong, as a Hunter x Hunter fan, if those old episodes can hold up from 2001, I'm sure those uh, OG episodes are just as good. Especially, I'm looking at the imagery right now, it looks like the updated imagery. It looks pretty good in this little 30-second video that we have on the article. I'll share this article on our Facebook page so people can definitely check it out. Take a but um, I'm, just, I'm really excited. Shaman King was one of the the first and you kind of forget about it because it's been so long one of the ogs man one of the OGs. it is it's one it's of kinda, the it's, it's kind of like uh an archaeological dig it's nice to kind of dig that up and kind of say you know we can dust it off and say ah look at a classic underneath right in front of our eyes and it's nice because it's just like uh you know smithsonian taking that bad boy and dusting it off and say we're gonna put this one on display who do you think is going to produce it? Hmm. If I honestly, honestly, if I can really put my weight in somebody's category for it right now, I got to give it to Bones. I think Bones, Bones need, I think Bones deserves another chance. I think they deserve the funding and the time to show people that the OGs are not dead. If Inuyasha and that, and that crew is able to come back, and if you think about it, JC, it, it, it looks like we've got a, a a flavor of the month. It looks like we're getting a little bit of the old school anime is kind of coming back. Inuyasha, uh, you know, and a couple of the others are kind of sneaking their way. Well, you have the, the Inuyasha, you have the live action Kaiba Bebop. You got the Shaman King coming back. You got... Um... Uh, a lot of the, I want to say lesser, I don't want to say lesser known because they are known to the people that have been watching them since the beginning. You have a lot of these older anime that are making a comeback and they're adjusting to the newer generation, you know, the Gen Z's and the younger millennials. I know the younger millennials, I say younger millennials, but they're like 20, mid twenties, but some of the millennials that didn't watch anime anyway. Um, but Shaman King, that's one that can really hit. Oh yeah. When I mean hit, I think I think possibly Demon Slayer hit. Because it's very underrated how good the fight scenes were back then. I know, you know, comparing animation now versus then can be kind of difficult, but from me remembering as a kid especially kids with short attention spans. I sat through all that on weekly Saturday mornings. So it's like, I wasn't the only one. We all did. So it's like, original Shaman King, I want to say, 
it, 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 it built that kind. It didn't, I would say it built the love, but it built my interest in it. I was very excited about it. I didn't yeah. even know it was an anime, to be honest with you, because the art style was very cartoony a little bit to me. Mm. You know, maybe maybe if I look back at it now, I can I would change, but just remembering as a kid. I have not rewatched this yet. So I'm okay. kind of going off memory. Right, so, no, and I, and I, I hope it's that. Uh, the, it's been a long time since I dabbled in a full rewatch, um, but it definitely reminded me of one of those few early shows to have a lot of heart, a lot of reason, a lot of compassion for what one particular individual was fighting for. As we saw, you know, certain team members and certain characters, they eventually band together because they saw certain common goals. But I think that was the first show to really kind of push that limit until maybe don't get me wrong, a Gundam wing um, to really kind of show you, is it worth fighting to the full extreme for such a, for such a result, you know, and, and, you know, what cost is too much, you know, meanwhile, Shaman King was able to take that, take an idea of saying good versus evil. What, who can control this in their own way and create such a lasting impact on the world around them. And it's a fight, basically to the death for it, but in such an eloquent way, it doesn't feel that way. I have to give Takai a lot of credit. It's a, one of the best well-written, thought-out, original anime that we've seen in a long time. Should they go darker today? To compensate, I don't think you should overdo it. Um, I think you, if they're going to stretch it, I think reason I say fight this, scenes. Remember the fight scene. Remember I say, the reason I say this because the fights, the fights weren't exactly life or death. It was a tournament, remember? And I don't think really anyone died in the tournament. Correct. But they were brutal fights as far as, as a kid show, as brutal as they could get. Um, do you change it up, though? I know the, the old studio, Zebek, was the one that produced this. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. I don't even know if they're still around. Uh, so, uh, honestly, Bones is a good one. Um, who does My Hero? Because um, I think I will actually give them a shot at it. And One Punch Man, the season one One Punch Man. If you're trying to update that art style. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's really going to come down to that uh, the, a little bit of that art style. I think you're right. Creating that little bit of that edge to show. Because you got to get, the, like, as, as much as we love it, they do have to update something. They got to mm-hmm. update the art style. They got to make it more modern. I know with the classic look, the, they have, I believe it was kind of a mixture of that light versus those dark outlines when it came mm. to the, the uh, shaman kings. Like the shamans weren't exactly like heavy outline, but okay. they their spirits were when they used to fight. Their spirits yeah. really were. So I, I, I wonder if they keep that a little bit, but change it up. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I know uh, Bones, uh, Bones would be good at that. If they did. I feel like that's a, that's why I nominated them. I feel like they've shown 
that they have the flexibility to kind of balance a, a delicate fight scene with dialogue on the back end, something driving it forward. The reason I think that I'm going to use a, a recent fight as an example, that the final scene um, of Endeavor versus the upgraded Nomu and their ability to use music. Uh, that was violence. Bones? Yes, the Bones did get contracted out for that final fight scene. Um, they, they pretty much they were kind of running season four, and people were like, "Where's this money going? Where's the where's the budget? Why would you hire them for such a season?" And as you saw, mind you, not everyone is as pleased with certain pieces, but when you take a look at the first beginning, first true fight with him um, versus our masked, fr masked friend, um, and then your final fight basically with Endeavor, you really get to see um, them stretch time, them stretch what they want you to see out of this particular perspective to really show you impact. Because you can look at millions and millions of reaction videos. Being able to control that many people's reactions, not many studios can pull that magic off. Um, If they weren't in such trouble, I would have said you foldable. Uh, I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion. I know it's story you're talking about, JC. If they weren't, uh, and that'll be later. But I would have said you foldable off rip if um <laughs> they weren't in some shit. <laughs> Trigger Inc. might be another one. Yeah. Uh, White would Fox nice. would be nice to see them kind of get some work again. And, as well. and because of Overlord, Madhouse. People underestimate them. I know that season two was a little lackluster for a lot of people, but they had to, in my personal opinion... Season three picked... Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I hear you. I hear you. Season two is what, quote-unquote, disappointed people because of the crocodile-based um, individuals. You know. No. Season and, two, and, you needed that one. That was a world-building season. And, and, and that's where my point is. So I feel that for the people who are screaming and saying Madhouse is, not, is falling behind... Season three, even Tobias's fight with the the six armed group was quick, clean, beautiful. Did, uh, did Madhouse do season three? Yes, I believe they. Okay. Did. Well, okay. well, well. Uh, actually, no. Hold on, I'm gonna take that back. I think that's where the problem happened, because there was quite a complaint from people who are obviously manga watchers or manga readers, uh, and, and then finally watched the production where. Uh, because it's not no secret at this point, uh, when the Overlord summons his dark baby goats, people were extremely, extremely disappointed with their design, their movement, their attack. Uh, I, think they're, I think that's a bit of a reach because I actually enjoyed that scene. Mm. I'm like, they're, they're demonic baby goats. I'm not looking for them to be like my masterpiece, mm -hmm. I'm looking at them to be terrified, and they look terrified, and like they're choppy. They're like they're dis they're disfigured. They have all kinds of giant limbs. So I'm looking for them. To be, I'm not looking for it to be as smooth as what most people want. So I'm watching that. I'm looking mm -hmm. choppy, big, bulky, looking crazy. I think they actually did a good job of that. I'm not. I don't know if Madhouse actually did it or not, but. That's just that's a that, you know we'll see, but that season went back. But that's I'm not that's that's another conversation. That's an argument. But <laughs> back on Shaman King, okay. Um, 
I'm looking forward to it. I didn't know as far as I, I, I'm tell you right now, I completely forgot about it. Because Shaman King was back when middle school, high school, like early. No, that wasn't even high school. That's middle school. Yeah, that was some. That was some. Early, those were some early days, man. Those were the early days of uh, the manga Shonen Jump in, in the stores, and you were yeah. reading that with Naruto and and uh, Detective. So Conan. that was early. Those, that was those, super early days because ninety eight. Yeah, 98? about that ninety eight, yeah. ninety nine. 98, yeah, that was early days. Um, you never would have known. It wouldn't have been Naruto. It could have been them. You never know. It's just that one, one, two things. It could have been. Shaman well, could have been part of that big three. Well, well, honestly, don't get me wrong. I kind of feel like if you're going to kind of look at it from the Avatar's perspective, you know, Shaman King's the original OG avatar in terms of giving the spirit of, of, of Shonen to Naruto to take the lead. Though there were the big three and that, you know, there were different products that came out at that time. You could probably watch Shaman King and see some Naruto in it. You could definitely see some of those inspirations of following your own, you know, belief and, you know, some of the core maybe concepts like Shaman the, King uh, pushes. Just from the Uchiha clan... With the Susanos, that's mm-hmm. Shaman King, like the giant spirits doing fighting for you. That's Shaman King. That's, that's, that's also Bleach, the Bankai's. Oh yeah, for sure. That's also Bleach. So yeah, okay. So what well, we can't say like Shaman King built a foundation. It might not have been as great as the big three, but it built a foundation for at least two of those. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so yeah. That's why mm-hmm. I can put some respect on that. We can probably, I can safely say that because you can look at characters from Bleach and some characters from Naruto and be like, okay, those could be Shaman King characters just definitely. from the powers, just from the powers alone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to that next April. Hopefully, with all the COVID stuff, it doesn't get pushed back too far. But, you know, next April, we should be fine. And Definitely, that's something I'm excited to see. I, that's another one. I've been trying to get into more manga, mm-hmm. and I might actually read that manga again. <laughs> I, well, not again, but actually read it, because the story is actually finished, right, with the manga? That, that's correct. That's correct. Oh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely could get in that while I'm waiting for next year. Could do that. But hey. speaking of manga hmm. and going to um, – we're going to go uh, – what, what are we watching? What are we reading? I'm actually uh, reading um, high school, the irregular at Magic High School. I know we, I know we spoke on this before because we both, we, I love the anime. I actually rewatched the anime in like three days the other day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I decided to read it because I, as you know, anime is not gonna have all the information. I'm gonna go have. True. So, and I, I, I'm not exactly sure when the new season is going to come, but I do know they're, they're already on working on the new manga. Fingers crossed. They are, they've already reported it. You know, the manga's coming. The manga is coming. The new manga is coming. So, and I'm actually interested because the auntie is savage in this. I need to see more of her. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, that, that's what I'm actually doing. Right now. Also, we talked the other day, I'm um, watching Korra, and I know... I'm talking not exactly anime, and I get it, but you know mm-hmm. it has some anime tendencies. And I'm watching Korra. I'm on season three right now. Also, season Great three season. is ridiculous. 
Great season. Great and season. I know, there, I know there are people out there, oh, you watch Korra, but it's not like Avatar, the OG Avatar. I'm like, look, I get it. And I'm not, I'm not about to be like, oh, yeah, Korra, better than blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> I was one of the same ones that said, you know, Korra will never be able to surpass OG Avatar. That was like when it was first coming out. But like, finally, I was like, you know what? I'm not about to judge it based on the old show. I pushed all of that to the side and started watching it. And I'm enjoying it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, they have some shortcomings. But for what Legend of Korra is, strictly Legend of Korra, it's not bad. It's okay. It's okay. It's a good show. I actually prefer, prefer just as avatars, not the show... I prefer Korra's version of the Avatar than I did Aang's. Because mm-hmm. Korra's version is more relatable. I'm not like I'm not like um the thing that held Aang above Korra when it comes to how powerful he was versus her, he was born an airbender and airbenders are super spiritual. True. They already before, like, I, yeah. not even they're not even avatars. Most of them can cross as, over as, to the spirit world. As as we learned earlier, they were the first, more or less, bender in the cycle, so they have the strongest connection. Yes, like they were the first benders to um, get along with the spirits. Mm-hmm. Like they had spirits in their own village. Now, when you look at the firebenders in that in that the new Korra. They were afraid of the spirits. Mm-hmm. They fought them. They hunted most of them for food, like the uh, physical animals. They they went into the spirit world and hunted for food. So yeah, the airbenders are naturally gifted in the spirit world. So I get why Aang had all of that extra power, and he struggled with the kind of the physical, the earth bending, the fire bending. He struggled with that. Korra Korra's a freaking brute. Shoulders for days. <laughs> Stole us for days, and she was earth bending, fire bending, and water bending at like five. But then I—that's what I call a gifted child. That's son. a gifted child at like five. <laughs> and even as she got older and she mastered those three, she still struggled with air bending mm-hmm. because she because they even put it out early in episode one saying that. Oh, I, she, like, she sucks at the uh, airbending and trying to get in touch with her avatar spirit. She's not good at it because mm-hmm. that's not her personality. All bending is connected to your personality. To be honest, Kurt, Cora probably should have been from the Fire Nation. I thought that's probably should have been from the Fire Nation. Uh, I know she was in the water. Water, they explained that water benders are more flexible. They're, uh, they're patient. Sometimes, but they also know when they adapt. Fire firebenders are just go attack. That's what <laughs> she is. So I thought maybe she should have been like a firebender or earthbender. Fair, fair. So I enjoy it. The freaking red lotus is shit. The red lotus, bro. <laughs> you know, no one expected that. They're like, oh, well, but lads with all good things. If there is good, there must be evil. And yeah, oh, uh, yeah, like the convergence. Not, so I thought what they did, yeah, it was rushed. Yeah, they didn't. OG Avatar is great because even the minor characters get a lot of development. I, G- General Iroh, is it Admiral or just Iroh? Iroh 
IRL, yeah. Had a lot of development. And he was such a minor character, but when he was on screen, he com- he commanded the screen. Well, I think in the long run, we consider them minor characters, but the true OGs of like true main character and then maybe like a supporting cast and then I would call alternative character. Iroh's up there for me. Yeah, that like, man, that, that like, man. as a supporting cast as a whole, OG Avatar has it. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. problem with Core. Core's supporting cast is not great. It's really not. I'm like, there's there's funny characters, but they're not memorable. Yeah, I mean, I think even when you could say, oh, they took forever to get to Sokka's development and things like that, but you could you can definitely give the team for the original Avatar, the writers, a lot more credit for really taking their time to meld their stories more naturally and give their characters a lot more more time saw, development in their episodes. Like, Sokka got development episodes. Katara, over time, from the time she left... Even Appa got a, wedding, Even Appa and Momo Even Appa and Momo got development episodes. So if they can get development episodes, and these are core characters that help you transport yourself, keep yourself alive, keep you laughing. These are the things that help set you apart. Yeah, when we look at it, core was shorter. Uh, OG Avatar had like, what, 20 episodes per season almost? Mm-hmm. Core's first season was like 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Second season was like 15. Third might be around 12 or 13. They're very short seasons. They're not extending these out. So they rushed it. So as soon as they got to about episode five or six, they had to come to a closing soon. True. So they rushed it. That helped the development. You can't develop characters when you don't have any episodes. Mm. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> and the love, the love octagon or whatever it is. Lord, that was <laughs> Let's not get started. I'm not even gonna get started on it because I had to finish it because I'm like, I just got off the 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 Mako, Asume, Asume, Mako, Bolin, Kura, oh. Kura, Mako. <laughs> and that was all in the first season. For, so. for, our, young, for our younger viewers um, and listeners here on the podcast, hey, just remember to um, dot your I's and cross your T's because yeah, y'all need to keep up. <laughs> this one's going to be a doozy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> what you been up to? What you, what you been well, watching, man? Uh, on, my, on my end, I finally got a good chance to finally finish Code Geese, the original uh, first two seasons of, of Lelouch of the Rebellion. I personally am a big fan of the entire series as a whole, so I'm going to actually kind of, when I get some free time, I'm going to finish and watch up the some of the OVA stuff to the side and go back and finally, personally, really take some time and just finally watch season three. And we'll see this whole story to a close. I'm a big fan, so I'm very, very excited to see what surprises are hidden in store for me. Um, I've kept it cold, no spoilers, uh, no hints. So I'm very excited to see exactly what I get get spun out once I see what Lelouch has been up to uh, in that magical world of his. Uh, and on the flip side, uh, I've also been watching It Invaded. It's kind of, uh, for, for fans who don't know, it's a it's a pretty interesting show. Uh, I like sometimes to go into stuff that has a is little ID. Is yeah. it ID invaded? Yes, sir. Oh, I started watching that. It's a oh, lovely, it's a uh, detective show, right? Yeah, it's a lovely little detective show. It definitely takes a nice little spin. If you're a fan of Law and Order or anything like that, oh, uh, yeah. it definitely has a very good 
active, very quickening plot that is a very intelligent and does not fool you as a viewer. So if you want something to kind of enjoy, and you can listen to the dub, got to give their dub team a lot of credit. It's not as bad as you would think. So if you definitely just want to have something to listen to, and I definitely recommend It Invaded for anybody. I love the sub. I think I seen like the first two episodes already, and I kind of stopped watching it because I started on something else. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting back on it, of course. The MC is great. Oh yeah, and yeah, that. That's... See, I call it ID Invaded. I thought it, I, it sounded better to me when instead of saying it invaded, but I, I call it that because it just it sounded more like a police show on ID. But yeah, that, no, it's kind of it ID. It's definitely. It, that, I think it's I definitely think, the play. Definitely I'm the trying play. to think. I believe that MC voice actor is the same voice actor that voiced Kaido of Prince of Tennis. Now that would be an interesting, interesting flip. Let me double check. Go ahead. While you're checking. You do that. You continue, and I'm going to (laughs) check. For the the, the rest of everybody else on the podcast here, um, the last thing I've got on my list that's slated on my calendar is Vinland Saga. I personally haven't gotten a chance to get started into this very rebellious and uh, very physical anime. I've heard it's got some of the best fight scenes that we've had in um, hand-to-hand combat since probably darker than black. So I have heard high hopes for it, um, considering what the main topic is about. And uh, I heard the main character is definitely somebody who uh, uh, has a lot more gut than you definitely suspect him for. So I'm very excited to get to get to that one as well. Okay, um, voice actor, ID Invaded, Kinjiro Suda. He was also Akito, the MC from ID Invaded. Play Seto Kaiba. Kaiba. Last of the past, Yu-Gi-Oh fans. You thought he left. He's still here. <laughs> are you Are you watching Tower of God? I am. I am. He's Leroy Rowe. Huh. He's Overhaul. Wow, well, 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 well. Our mass villain from My Hero Academia shows up again. Who would have thought it? Atomic Samurai from One Punch Man. Okay, this man is this man. Uh, I'm very curious. I wonder how old this guy is. This kid's got a. Either he was born is- in 1971. Okay, he's a he, this this individual. He has his his wits about him. I'm just going through a lot. I'm just looking through his IMDb. He's good. He's good. That man. Is Attack on Titan. Guy. He was Hans. <gasps> oh, poor Rip Hans. If you don't know, now you know. But uh, oh, oh Hans. <laughs> poor Hans. I thought he was a. Uh... I was wrong. I might have been wrong about the Prince of Tennis one, though. His voice mm. sounded similar, maybe, and I just maybe I just can't find it right now. Mm. But his uh, IMDb page is deep, boy. Uh, game, video games, games. He was Nicholas Brown on Gangsta. Oh wow! Now, now that one there, podcast listeners, is definitely one. If you want something with a little more flavor. But just, I haven't watched Gangster, but I've seen clips. I've seen clips, and that's on it. Definitely, we can add that to the list. We'll definitely bring that up in conversation later for sure. Yeah, Gangsta's, we'll bring that up later. 
definitely a fun animated. Definitely you gotta flesh out a little bit more for the viewers. Well, we might have found our next uh anime spotlight. Just saying. I like that. I like the sound of that, sir. We can definitely flesh that out. Gotta give a man with such great talent the the respect he deserves on the spotlight. Okay. Uh we'll be right back. We're gonna take a little short break and we'll get back on anime news. My anime list gets longer every day. Welcome back to My Anime Let's Get Longer Every Day. Me and my boy Javon, the law. You know, we spent a good amount of time on the spotlights and what we're watching now, but we're going to get into the anime news. Anime news is pretty deep this week. We didn't have a whole lot last week, but we got a good amount of information this week. Coming up first is No Guns Life TV anime's second season or second half. Uh, it was supposed to be premiere earlier this year, I believe in April, but it got delayed because of COVID-19. It's going to premiere in July. I'm actually happy. Well, it's only a couple months back. I'm hoping it doesn't get pushed back any further, but that's not too bad. We've heard worse than that, right? True. I, I mean, considering what COVID's doing to the entire, you know, kind of an kind of production timeline um, and even certain bigger name studios that are trying to release films and, you know, uh, regular movie theaters are starting to kind of move certain things up. They are kind of hoping for the best, but we are kind of, you know, teetering on a real timeline. So, you know, with that being said, I think it can be done. I actually am very excited for it. Um, I am very It's not that far from it. This July is next month. So it's not that far. Yeah, so um, I I think if they can get the last finishing touches and hopefully not too much of a crunch and burnout for their team, if they can put out some solid quality work and get the green light from from all the uh, consultants involved, I think they should go ahead and I knock hope, it out. I hope everything works out because I'm looking forward to it. I, I saw the first season. First season was about 24, 25 episodes, and it's mm-hmm. really good. It's very different. It gives you that kind of JoJo feel with the art style. But, like, dude, the main character is a gun for a head. I'm like, <laughs> he's really, he's a really good character. He's a really good main character. And I know, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Have you seen No Guns Life? Have you heard of it? I I, I definitely caught it. I, I was on the back end of a of a three-month Hulu subscription, and I was definitely binging a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Man in the High Castle, shout out to Amazon right there. That was definitely a lot of love. But, um I, I definitely saw I saw the show and it popped up on, on my Hulu suggestions and I said, you know, I can help it. Why not? It's a guy with a gun for a head. Gotta give that a shot. <laughs> That's give like, that a shot. he got a gun for a head <laughs> and he loves the ladies. So what what not to like about the day show? It kind of feels like Dandy got a hardened body. And, uh, kind uh, of, but it's a lot yeah. more hardcore though. It's a oh, lot more yeah. serious. Dad, I gotta give him a lot of credit where... Uh, Definitely, these topics are not easy, and definitely, don't get me wrong, and even in terms of anime circumstance, some circumstances are just difficult for you as a, as a character to push through, but definitely got to give it to No Gun, No Life. So just saying, hey, this is tough. You had a long hill to climb, so if you're going to get there, you're going to get there, but you're going to have to really start digging it through the mud. So I got to give them a lot of credit from where they set the plot, to be honest. Um. So, yeah, I definitely kind of feel like that's definitely going to be where uh, they succeed as long as uh, the quality looks very, very similar and and the and the, they don't try to cut any corners and the mega fans are really reasonably happy. I think we'll be in good shape for July. Hmm. 
So we're definitely definitely looking forward to that. Another one is like we got a nice a nice lineup coming on the back end of this year because of COVID nineteen. So we're definitely hoping for the best with that one coming up next. Um, Carol and Tuesday manga ends in July. Uh, manga creator Morito Yamataka announced mm-hmm. on Twitter last Thursday he is ending the manga adaptation of Carol and Tuesday. The original anime by supervising director Shinichiro Watanabe and anime studio Bones with the 16th chapter in July. Okay. So we just talked about it the other day. We, like we said, you know, Watanabe, he never does long anime. Mm-mm. Now, I believe he's going to be, like he's, we reported last week that he, Watanabe is working on the second season anime. So it's definitely coming out. That last season will be the last season. From, from his history, like we said, see one or two seasons, he rarely does a third. It's true. He rarely does a third. And if they're long, they're about 20, 25 episodes per season. So this is not really a shocker at all to me because with anything with Watanabe's name on it, I know it's not going to be super long. Mm. Yeah, so. And yeah, he's definitely one for having interesting, new, unique influences and, and types of projects as we've seen throughout his IMDb as we discussed last episode, you know. He, he definitely likes to take projects, things that he can really pour his soul and passion into. And They're really very... He's very experimental. He's very yeah. experimental. So, so he takes, whether it's good or bad, he's willing to take risk and put his name on the line. So, yeah, like this, not a big shocker. You're absolutely right. Um, I bumped this up on my list when I heard it was ending. I'm like, this has got to be, like everybody, everybody says how beautiful that you've told me that the art style is amazing. I got to check it out. I got to mm. check it out. You know, I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a shot. I'll probably end up talking about it next podcast we record. I'll let you know how I feel about it. But I'm gonna bump it up on the list of stuff I'm I'm gonna watch. I, yeah, I'm, it's like 24 episodes in the first one, so I'm assuming the second season is gonna be another 24. Yeah. It's about that. It should, I, I think it'll be a very good experience. Uh, I, you know, it's always good to and, and it's always good to watch something different for me. Like uh, uh, it was Ancient Magus's Bride and kind of like Violet Evergarden, different anime with a softer tone. Still, sometimes if you know something with an interesting plot, but something to kind of take you out of the regular fast-paced, maybe uh, quick action scene anime to try to make sure that you always have a variety. So I definitely commend you for adding that extra little nugget to your uh, repertoire. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I watch watch different things. You know, I don't stick to strictly, like, the fighting anime, you know, uh, or just, like, the samurai, karate, martial arts, anything like that. Every now and then, I'll stick an interesting one in in, in there, like Glipner. Domestic girlfriend, things like that. I've watched those types of uh, things. Like uh, one, uh, one anime that I thought was ridiculous, and it wasn't really. It was a mini mini series. Um, what's the name of it? I gotta get the name of it. <laughs> it and it's uh, it's a censored and uns- it's etchy. You should know it. it's etchy. Oh lord. <laughs> I meanwhile, I'm gonna do my shout out to the Oran School Club because you know those boys and girls over there. Hey, 
or on Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to appreciate the crazy one. The series is called "Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher?" <laughs> it's a it's a mini series. It's like ten to twelve minutes per episode. It's twelve plus an OVA. There's a censored and uncensored, and it's wild. Oh Lord! It's wild for 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 our podcast listeners who can't see me right now. This is me raising my eyebrows, giving you the full on Wiley Coyote. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You new to this? So the listeners that's been listening to me, however many they are, they know I'm about that life. So it's okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> On to our next topic. We're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna skip one of them. I'm going to go to the live-action Cowboy Bebop show writers teases similarities. And I was really against this because we have not really had a great track record of live-action anime. I know some people probably say uh, Alita was good. I will say, eh, it was all right. Eh, it was all right. Uh, uh, Detective Pikachu, eh, Ryan Reynolds was funny. Uh, that's about it. Um, I'm not going to mention the other curse names, but you know what they are. <laughs> Don't get me angry right now. I'm in a good mood. But yeah, but when I read this little article about the Mark, how do you say their names? The, they're the brothers. They're both brothers. Javier and uh, Grillo. I can't say their last name, but they're brothers. They confirmed, you know, that Ian, the dog, will be a corgi. But they also said, like, when you do Cabo Bebop, you're going to do Cabo Bebop. You're going to do exactly like it's written on paper. I hope. Fingers crossed. Netflix better and be keeping I, those I still <laughs> have an eyebrow raised raise towards it. But it went from expectations to the bottom of the floor to like a negative one <laughs> yeah i mean based off based off what i kind of saw some off the research they're kind of you know they're gonna cut down on 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 spike cigarette usage things like that you know i'm glad like you said that it's gonna still be a corgi you know, and and actually, I'm gonna give Netflix a little bit of a shout out here. It looks like they're trying to stick with the original they're, casting of you know, the racial like, portrayal of the artist. Of it sounds the like they're doing their homework. It it sounds like they're actually doing their homework, and that's more than what you could say for a lot of the stuff we've seen. True. Very true. So Look, looking at you, unfortunately, Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> uh, it's not the only one. Ah, uh, yes, yes. You want to go? You want to really go down that rabbit hole right now? No, no. Maybe, 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 maybe we'll reel it back. I'll pull that, <laughs> pull that real back. I've here. seen Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I hated it, but it was not the worst. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. I hated it, and that's and to be honest, that's really not saying a whole lot, though. But um, they've really, they, 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 it, I've become a little intrigued. Am I hopeful? No. I still mm. think it's going to be bad. Will I watch it? Yeah, I probably, I'm more like, most likely I will watch it. I'll watch it. But I'm not expecting anything great. I just, you, know, you know, if they come out and just say it's good, then I'd probably be okay with it. 
Yeah. I, I, I give, honestly, when I heard that Cho was going to be Spike, I... I laughed at that a little bit. I initially <laughs> was a little skeptical. Um, he's definitely shown me that I think in his ability, don't get me wrong, his his movies, with his, especially even with his White Castle movies, he definitely has shown that he has the acting capabilities for it. Yeah. And then when you te- take it and upscale it to more action and more stakes, Involved his time on uh, in the Star Trek and uh, in the Star Trek reboot is definitely priceless. See, I forgot about that one. I forgot about he was in. I forgot that he was in the Star Star Trek reboot. I was not, and also I was not surprised when they came out that he broke his leg or ankle or something like that. Right, right. He's definitely so training. Surprised. He's going full full force. He knows that he can't use a stunt double in most of these situations. No, he can't. So it's like. So when I heard that he was doing it, he was attempting to do majority of his stunts, the ones he at least he can do, I was happy, but I was not shocked when they say he hurt himself and they mm-hmm. had to postpone recording for a while. <laughs> so yeah, it's like he's not a big guy. Yeah. He's not so, a big guy. Uh, he'll probably learn that Spike doesn't like jumping from train to train, and <laughs> even though he's really, really no, no, Spike happen. does. Like Spike, <laughs> like if you watch the anime, Spike will talk mad shit about jumping from train to train or doing rec. Like Spike is the one person that is just wise because he, he complains he knows, about he knows, doing reckless stuff, but he does it anyway. But he also knows if I die, well, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> so I guess maybe that extra little bit of a lack of a fear factor definitely kind of gave me. And like, um, can he do the voice? That is the question. How? Because he doesn't necessarily have the deepest voice. And I'm not looking for the exact Spike voice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that. I'm not that mad. But. It can't be high. Well, the good thing is that Netflix is handling physical production, so I feel like they, don't get me wrong, they've shown through multiple shows like Altered Carbon that they're willing to spend the money. Just because they're willing to spend the money doesn't mean it's going to be good. They spent money on Death Note, and it still wasn't good. Mm. True. True. I rest my case. That's a tough one. That's hard. And not even from the standpoint of me defending Death Note as a big OG Death Note fan. But that's very difficult. I feel like Netflix is still trying to adjust and compete with its competitors, Amazon, Crunchyroll, Funimation, to try to stay within the space. To if stay Netflix can but do this, if this is a big if now. Well, they have this and the live-action Korra movie that's quite or the uh, Avatar. Avatar, not Korra. They got their OG Avatar. That's supposedly being... I think it's supposed to be a TV show, not a movie. Uh, They're doing a show. All I'm saying is if Netflix can do this, that gives them a big up as far as doing the movies. Mm. If they can do it, because they've attempted it in the past. Death Note was a train wreck. Uh, but they tried. They they had the only thing I can say they got good with Death Note was Old Boy was great in it. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Um, what? Uh, I forget, know who you're talking about. The 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 individual, the actor who played Ryuk. He um, was also Green Goblin. I can't remember yes, his exact name. Yes, I can't remember. William got, was it Defoe? William Defoe? Yes, that's the one. William Defoe was great. <laughs> he was yeah, great. 
He Defoe is heavily underrated. Not to you know, not, won't dabble too far. Defoe is. A I don't think I, honestly. I do think he's underrated. I don't think he gets enough credit for this stuff, like in superhero movies, because they're trying to get him in Marvel. Well, actually, don't get me wrong. I, I read rumors they're trying to get him in Marvel to be another villain. Don't don't get me wrong, and I haven't personally watched it. I heard that it's a very interesting film. It's definitely for one for you on a you know late night when you need something to watch. It's called The Lighthouse. Him and Robert Patterson. Um, who is the quote-unquote supposed to be our new Batman, actually did a film together in black and white. So that's definitely something you can definitely check out. Uh, it's supposedly kind of, uh, you know, kind of cult classic-y. So uh, that's definitely something for uh, for the repertoire when you get some free time. But yeah, so William Defoe. That's probably the only thing they got right. <laughs> don't get me started on shiny Batman. I don't really want to talk about him right now. But yeah, so on to a little heavier news. This is a heavy news podcast right now. We've been heavy on the news. Oh boy. I'm just pulling it up. We mentioned it a little bit. We foreshadowed it earlier. Look at us foreshadowing stuff. <laughs> Demon Slayer Studio, Ufotable, accused, again, accused, allegedly, of tax evasion. Let me just go through the article before I let you, before I unleash you, Javon, because <laughs> I know you look, you got a lot to say. Before I unleash you, I'm going to go through the article a little bit. The Tokyo Regional Tax uh, Taxation Bureau has filed a criminal complaint accusing Ufotable and its president, uh, Hikaru, Hikaru Kondo, of evading 139 million yen in taxes. In USD, that's $1.27 million. Specifically, evasion seems to be happening on the retail side of things at four cafes run by the studio in Tokyo and Osaka. Record uh, records of records of sales at these locations were allegedly manipulated with cash placed in a safe in Kondo's home. Mm. Last year, three hundred million yen in cash was discovered in a safe at his home during the investigation. That's under three million dollars. It doesn't sound good. In a community, in a in a industry that is heavily based on trust and relationships. This is a big blow. We again, this we don't know. Blow. We don't let, know how deep the blow's going to be. Let, let me just explain to you just the potential of how big this blow is going to be. Oh. We already know Demon Slayer out there for one. Damn near every fate saga is under Ufotable. The Fate Zero series. Yes. That's, I believe they have, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe they have majority, if not all of them. They, and then they're, and as a big fan, immaculate work. And they, However, just, and they just finished a fake series. Yes, that recently. was a group. That was very I, good, I, actually. It was a lot longer than I expected it to be. I need to finish that myself. They have a lot of hits from the past. Mm. You know, just, just think about that. The Fate series, this is how deep the Fate series is alone. Then you got Demon Slayer, the Demon Slayer movie that hasn't even come out yet. And I know they're not, luckily the actual anime studio isn't under investigation. It's, 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 it seems to be like the, 
the restaurants, the cafes. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. If 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 don't get me wrong, if Rooster Teeth, a, a beloved American company, is falling apart with toxic and toxic work environment, God knows what one of our best Japanese studios are doing to their employees and in, in internal affairs. It could be a very slippery slippery slope, and 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 the and sadly because of culture like that, the secrets could only go deeper than we know. We don't know how deep these roots. Possibly, this is this is the thing though. If they owe, like if they owe one point two one point twenty seven million, I'm sure that could easily be paid off. But that's not even that though. Like tax evasion is a big deal, even if you do sure. pay it off. Especially in Japan, there they do not joke about it. No joke. About it. They, they might have to sell off their properties. Maybe somebody else could own Demon Slayer. And what if somebody that owns Demon Slayer just decides to hang it up? We got it. We don't want to use that with it. An external litigation. Even if even if they hold on to even if they hold on to everything, this 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 potentially could become so bad everything could be put on hold. Everything. Mm. The next fake series, the next season of Demon Slayer, the movie, all of it. That's bad. This could be in courts and litigation so long we might not get another Demon Slayer for a decade. It really could be a while. It really, really could be. Just saying. This is also allegations. This is this is allegedly. This isn't exactly on. Like they have some stuff from what we read, but again, it's they're being accused. Mm-hmm. They don't really have anything yet to possibly, you know, lock everything down. But they could. We don't know for sure. Yeah. This That's, came. Uh... This, this story came out June third. Just because it came out, just because it came out June third, they've been on their investigation for a while. Right, which means that don't get me wrong; those men and women are working and, and digging really quickly to find all the evidence and inv- that they can. And uh, by the time they flip everything, I'm sure, I'm now, sure every rock. I found, I found the apology that they just put out. Ufotable has posted an apology to fans on its site and Twitter account. States we're committed to complying with laws and conducting appropriate operating operations to create an environment to make uh, sustainable, better works. Mm. It's unclear how the accusations will affect Kondo and the studio's output going forward. That apology sounds like, oh, I got caught. I got to say something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sounds like we're getting a lot of that these days, JC. It looks like we're getting a lot of that these days. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Oh, I got caught. I'm like, and it's not like, okay, so for you foldable, 1.7? I mean, uh, 1.27 million? That's a lot of money. Um, you know, I'm and like, that's yeah, like, much of operation. That's a lot of, chaos. that's a lot of, 139 million yen is a lot. Don't get me wrong. But the amount of money that they've made, they could have paid it off. And let's be clear here: we don't know who he has involved as his secret as his secret people in times of his organization. We don't know so how deep it that's, is. That's 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 his cut. We don't know what the other yes. cuts for everybody else this could. Is based, be this is basically like this could be this, these could be like what if another studio's involved on the back end for maybe hiring or pimping out contracting uh, animators or who could know how deep you don't you don't know that this could be a cut of. Of money 
We don't know how they got Demon Slayer. You don't know. They probably had a, a deal with another company, cut them a piece of Demon Slayer under the table it, mm. so they can keep the rights to it. Hey, man. Espionage in, espionage in Japan is no joke. Uh, whether you don't anime, know. You just don't it, know. You don't yeah, know the deals. Yeah, whether anime or real life, uh, those waters are um, uh, definitely not alone in terms of how many shows I guarantee you I guarantee you right now Funimation Shonen all of them are they're just they're just drooling at the get mouth the right paycheck now. get the paycheck get the paycheck they they are waiting if you don't I think mean, these if you don't think these bigger companies are waiting to get their hands on Demon Slayer you are wrong how many zeros can we add to this checking to secure this? They are because I'm because there's, there's probably a contract situation. If any any illegal allegations come up, anything wrong, something, I'm pretty sure that contract is null and void. So mm. that creator of Demon Slayer's phone is probably ringing. He's just like, well, I can keep going, right? Who wants to pay me? Okay, cool. Because the manga is not stopping. The manga oh, no. is not stopping. That that the the anime is making money. But the, that manga is he, the uh, dude is fine. Oh yeah, and let's not so let's not get ahead of ourselves in terms of how much merchandise and and uh, the additional types of things that this man. So can make somebody's out. checkbook is gonna hit that floor pretty soon. Somebody's checkbook is gonna have more than enough zeros to get Damon Slayer off their Ufotable's <laughs> hands. Be like snap, snap. Where are my briefcases? And guess the what? There's nothing. There's nothing worse than somebody going through a court case. There, there's no one more desperate. Uh, very true. <laughs> People trying to stay out of jail is, and save their honor or save their job, especially in an environment in such as Japan where it's so inclusive and and social norms. The pressure, man. I mean, we don't know what'll happen. All we can do is wait. Yeah, we just hope nothing. At the end of the day, we hope nothing serious happens. We hope it all gets resolved quickly and nothing gets hindered. But on a on a more uh, lighter note, on a more uplifting note, our main yeah. topic of the day: ba, ba, ba. Uh, Japan's first black anime studio. And when I first heard that, I I was I was happy about it. Um, and then I thought, and the department was like, I thought we already had one. Mm-hmm. You know, with all of these black characters, there are a lot of black anime characters out there. Oh. And- um, but Japan, Japan's first black-owned anime studio. Uh, it de- I'm looking at the article right now. As like I said, it should be it should be on every fan's radar because the the creativity of things that's going to come out of this is going to be amazing. Just going through the article, uh, Japan's first major anime studio created by black animators. Uh, many anime fans were not aware of how the industry has evolved to encompass a great scope of diverse animators contributing to the medium of Japanese anime. One such as is DR Sachijo and 2D Animation Studio, situated in Tokyo, founded by 32 year old animator Henry Thurlow, background artist Arthel Ison, and his twin brother Darnell. The three created a studio that would infuse American sensibilities with Japanese anime and, and ended up working on some fairly huge anime pro- projects. The, Isom anime twins are both black men making DR Shatijo, Shatijo, uh, DR 
Shotojo, one of the first anime studios founded by Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Those three, not collectively, but either have or have, either they worked on these anime or they've done it together. Tokyo Ghoul, OG uh, Ghost in the Shell, the original Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. Pokemon, Thurlow, Henry Thurlow, co-founder Henry Thurlow was previously worked on Pokemon and Gundam, Tokyo Ghoul Re, uh, One Piece, oh. Attack on Titan, and some uh, their current work that they're working on in the studio themselves, which haven't been posted yet. These three have got some heavyweights under the name. I am looking forward to what they're going to do together. The silver, go ahead, go I, ahead, go ahead. I have to say, I'm 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 really intrigued. When you also, can, I'm, I'm going to let you go, but you never just just to get this out there. You never know. Who's working on what? And that is actually what I was going to lead to. I love that you said it because you beat me to the punch. You really ah, did. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I actually am very excited. Everything from like Telephone Funk, because I remember when that was a project that was got a lot of love and it looked really kind of close to uh, to a couple of, uh, some of the, like, uh, the older 90s shows. So they understand what works. They understand what succeeds so it's going to be very good to see if a studio that already understands the basis of where the success is if they can accelerate mind you it's going to take time and but like you said it depends on what they're working on it depends on who's involved with them because if you as bring it all back together if your reputation is solid and your connections are solid you might get a project and yeah, that might be yeah, one project all you need. I'm, honestly, I'm looking forward to their original creations mm. more than anything. Of course, of course, these three names are huge names. Like, like you, like I said, that's the reason why we do Anime Spotlight for these types of names. You don't know who's out there. They have been behind the scenes on every just about recently the biggest anime recently. Attack on Titan, One Piece. Uh, Ghost and Shell. Ghost and Shell. Yeah. Ghost and Shell's been big for years, decades. <laughs> Pokemon. Guilty. Guilty. Gundam. Guilty. I'm like, I'm not going to keep repeating this. It's like these dudes know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This isn't just, oh, I'm going to buy an anime company and see what happens. They all have collectively decades of experience and work and connections. So this is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. I really can't. I'm like, a lot of, this is, this is my thing, a lot of newer anime watchers, majority are minorities. A lot of them sure. are minorities. Yeah. So when you hear them talk, they don't know how big this is. Because whenever I hear, you know, like, uh, like even when they're talking about anime, it's always been negative sometimes. They talk mm-hmm. about Mr. Popo, who they say the black is the black character on Dragon Ball Z, which is really, he's an alien. He's not even a black man. That's correct. I know. I get what they're trying to do. I, I'm like, I never once thought that. You want to know who the black man is on Dragon Ball Z? Piccolo. Yep. 100%. It is. It's Piccolo. Every fan, every fan, every, every anime fan will tell you that it's Piccolo. <laughs> He's the black stepdad. <laughs> they're in through. Then you got all these other characters. They're great characters in anime, but they're not like. We don't have, per se, a lot of black anime. 
a lot of people like to say Boondocks is an anime. I yeah. don't. It's a cartoon. Right. But you have the Afro Samurai. You have mm-hmm. the Machiko to uh, the Machiko anime was the black female character. You also have the black uh, antagonist in that same show as well, the black officer who has like a giant natural blonde Afro, which is definitely black from the eighties. Mm-hmm. You have Jet Black from Cabo Bebop, Yorochi from uh, uh, Bleach, the fucking Raikage in his village in Naruto. Those people alone can have their own show. Yeah. And and it, it took a while to get there. So you, you have to even take a step back. So it's like there are multiple characters that did that. For me, that I think of that, because you mentioned a whole bunch of great, great characters there. Storm. Back in the 90s, X-Men animated. That woman showed it. Yeah. And, you, and there's, actually, there's actually an X-Men anime. And they highlight her a lot in that show. The anime X-Men. The uh, Marvel did and had anime production crew come in and do like 12, 13 episodes of an anime. Mm. They highlight Storm a lot. She looks great in it. But yeah, you're right. Like cartoons, we portray in cartoons a lot, but anime is a big deal. Yeah, I think for I think definitely to definitely give my second highlight there, I'm going to definitely reach out to Kenneme Tosin. For a black individual to be, quote-unquote, the villain, but right for the... When you look at, quote-unquote, what his villainistic... Uh, perspective or his idealistic goals were they weren't that bad he showed you that you could have a predominant you know a black villain quote-unquote that was capable of still entertaining the audience completely at that level the only other individual that kind of gives that representation in the earlier days i would say would be scar in full metal alchemist and full metal alchemist brotherhood you know he he's an individual who has you know Darker, lighter skin, you know, than than the car, you know, the. Oh, you can go Gungrave, Bear Walking. Right, and in that context, so like you have multiple individuals who can kind of balance the two, and then you have the straight superheroes on the other side. So it's good to see that that we've had a nice blend of black characters over time, but black centered anime, like you mentioned, yeah, we're definitely lacking. And, you know, it's, there's always silver lining and just like these individuals putting the studio together and we got to give them a lot of credit. Um, all we can hope is that, Oh, that things get better and that, that studios really still make progressive strides to make it um, a better environment for people of color. Uh, what's this anime um, with uh, Revy and um, oh um, oh uh, b- b- Black Lagoon Black Lagoon yeah but, uh, Butch Butch oh Butch is Butch is Butch is a uh, Butch is basically and now at the end of the day no matter how crazy Revy is no matter how smart I forget that that blonde and that character's name is and ba- then, uh, Balalaika the Russian uh, right and they then, respect uh, they respect him a lot. And the and the jet, you know, hey, he's like, you know what? I need somebody extremely organized. I'm gonna get a Japanese businessman to come take care of my affairs on the back end for operations. He, at the end of the day, that's a black individual running that entire. He is running. He is running the entire. Or you're right. He's running the entire organization. Revy might get a cut, but Bush gets his. But cut. Bush gets majority of the cut. Bush also, no matter how crazy the individuals that are on his team are, they are more scared of Bush than they are of anyone else. Mm-hmm. He runs everything. He runs it. I like a lot of people. 
like they always take the negative and they never look at the positive. There are a lot of great black characters in anime. Oh, yeah. I can, I really, honestly, there isn't that many bad black anime characters. <laughs> I can see more bad representation in a cartoon than I do anime. I can see that. Um, even in Jorgamund, um, a great anime, you know, the, the main the, character. The, the kid is black. The, the boy is basically he's a, black. He's a, he's a refugee. And he gets to understand the, you know, it's kind of like a, a quick mini animated series on like the Lord of War from a, from his perspective, and it's a beautiful representation of that. The kid, the kid himself, he's he becomes a refugee soldier. He, they end up making him kill and do all these things, which is true for the most part for kids. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, He's been through so much and had to grow. He's basically an adult, but he's still a kid. This dude mm. having conversations with grown people about missions, strategies, how to do certain things. And he doesn't want to kill. He doesn't want to do any of this. He doesn't like it. Yeah. But he he's like doing it. He's doing it to protect two of his friends. So they can so they can go to school and live a normal life. Be protected. Because the, the, as long as he's working for them, those two are safe. Mm-hmm. And he, and that's why he's doing it. He's like he's. It shows like the portrayal of of a black man taking risks, sacrificing his own life to protect others. Mm. And I like that. He's like he there's there's a, there's there's a long little mini series, not series, but saga of it's just a couple episodes of him going through that. It's like, do I want to keep doing this? He's mm-hmm. having issues. He's breaking down. But then he kind of realizes, like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my people, for the people that I care about. And that's the same thing. And that's exactly where that you mentioned. That's why I love Scar. Um, Scar gives you, because don't get me wrong, the brothers, both Elric brothers are good guys. You understand why they're doing it. Yeah, they, they are. A they bad are great. Mistake. Those two are great But guys. when you take good and you put it against basic human rights and scar and is such a good character in that it, show it shows that that you know that's why i love it's it, like yes i'm doing bad things but i'm not evil i'm just broken mm-hmm. i'm hurt it, it it gave credence to deadpool finally getting his claim to fame and really kind of coming back into the fold where anti-heroes yeah have you know and come scar, back into... scar is the he's the poster child Oh, Daredevil's Daredevil is kind of looking to his left, kind of wondering. But what about me? No, 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 sir. This man blows off people's faces. And I like, and I like the development. I like, I like Scar's development. He was heartless. He was cold blooded. Then all of a sudden, he runs into the Eric brothers. Then he starts questioning them. It's like, what are they doing? Like, they tried to bring their mother back. They're doing all these things. They actually care about me and trying to figure things out. He so his mind is all over the place. The people he's trying to protect don't even want him to kill. Right. They want him to stop and help mm-hmm. get their own tribe, their own culture back. But he's like, I have to do this for the sake of doing this. And and not to 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 do this, but because, you know, all entertainment and things of that nature are all truly a representation of life and things of that nature. This just kind of kind of reflects what's going on in the country right now in terms of people coming up arms and saying, I understand what you're saying might be right, but these are the truths. These are our truths that you must understand. And you have to, as Elric Brothers show, 
showed you, as even Roy showed you over time, they mm-hmm. ha- and even Armstrong, they had to accept that what the government did was wrong and what they were doing and maybe their actions were going against what they really believed in. And you have to, it's a very hard line to toe. And listeners, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to lie to you, it's not easy. But this is just a representation, even in animated form, to show you that these are the type of decisions that can have real Yeah, it's very, it's very difficult. It's like, for the lack of diversity in Japanese culture, because it's Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. They've, done a, a, they've done a pretty good job of walking that line of creating a black character, not being uh, overly, overly, overly offensive. They're not offensive. I haven't, I haven't been offended by anything that I've seen. A lot, of the char- they, a lot of the characters, the black characters, body types are, are pretty accurate. A lot of the men are pretty... If they're short, they're still fairly athletic, lean. If they're big, they're big guys, big arms. I, I don't only think about Japanese culture, they love the ball black black man. They love the ball headed black. And mostly yeah. probably because Michael Jordan. They and, love the and, ball black man. I think that, and it's probably pretty easy to animate. I think a Bobo 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 probably made that a little They realized actual hair is probably pretty difficult to pull off for 120. Yeah, you got you got the same, and it's pretty common. You, they don't really do like the Caesar or the fades, but they give you the ball hair, they give you the dreads or the afro. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because honestly, if I could, I would rock the dreads too if I look good at them. So I'm not mad at that. But yeah. I am happy, like, we'll have our own creating these characters with a little bit of Americanization. They're going to be creating these new and upcoming animated characters. We don't know quite yet what's going to happen, but I do know that I believe it's going to be really good. Mm. We're going to get a lot of variety. We're going to get, I hope we get like our own type of Ghost in the Shell type detective series. You know, I hope it all turns out well. You know, and you never know. We might get a different version of Attack on Titan. You never know what's going to happen. This is true. I think the I think the the hope and the future is pretty bright. I think uh, between what we've already seen in the past, some reboots coming back, um, I think it's a good window of opportunity for some certain anime that have not or even opportunities or stories that haven't gotten to the forefront even at their own studios to maybe get that glimmer of hope yeah you know maybe get a few episodes out we don't know how many right we don't know how many black anime writers are there there could be a lot we just don't know they could bring them into their company there are a lot of low-level writers and, and artists around these companies that don't get their fair shot so mm-hmm. you never know what will happen <laughs> so, since we're on, we're still on this. I love this. Who are your favorite black? Give me your three favorite black anime characters. Without a doubt, Jet's got to be up there. He definitely. I like Jet. I really do, but he's not my top three. He's more top ten. But go ahead. All right. All right. I definitely got to shout out Afro. That's definitely he's up there. I gotta give. Scar a lot of love because he definitely showed me that it's possible. And I think because it was just his character, I've got to give a special shout out to Tosin because his character design with his ability of being blind and the way they did his his entire head design with his 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 shades and everything, pretty was like that was awesome. That caught my attention when I was definitely younger. So I definitely appreciated that. But and and I and I'm gonna do probably a different a full shout out to pretty much you know, from the Raga Kage down, but pretty much everybody from the, you know, 
um, the land of thunder. Um, you know, all of those, you know, villagers are pretty much just depicted as black from Daru and, and B. And I definitely appreciate that they had their own unique ways of fighting and they had their own personalities and they really got to shine through. And, uh, even for mixing characters, like in Naruto and Boruto, um, Choji basically, I believe, gets married to a black woman. Yes, yes, as a yes. child, that's the, and that's and the first interracial character on the show. And I, and, and I appreciate that the interracial character has she, you know, they kind of discuss body image a little bit. They dabble in it, and she there's an individual that you know it's a side filler character episode. But they, they, they yeah, know, they do because they, her they like uh, to address those uh, types of issues, and they did a great their, job. Their clan, um, their power, they uses a lot of body mass. So when they when they break when they break that seal of unleashing all their chakra, all their fat gets absorbed and it burns off and they're and they're skinny. They're super skinny. So when um when she does it, she becomes super skinny, she becomes fairly cute and they some of the people don't even recognize her. So so yeah, that body image episode was not bad. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the show. I'm not right. a fan of her at all, but I'm not gonna hate on that episode because it made sense. I like that they did. Right. And I think that's where it's going to take bits and pieces. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be like that, you know, for how long, I don't know. But it's good to see that even in a sequel as such, the the author can think about such a type of item, such a type of topic, and still try to address it in a nice, meanable way through his episode, even if it's filler. You know, yeah. but there are going to be people who watch that filler and it might touch the right individuals. And you got to give them credit for that. For me, well, I can name a couple of my top three. Number one is going to be Yorochi from Bleach. Hey, got to shout out the, 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 the black cat. cat. <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, she's everybody's favorite. Don't get me wrong. Everybody knows. As, we go, as far as waifus of Bleach, unless it's Orihime, for most, it's going to be Yorochi. She's my number one. Orihime is cool, but, you know, she's too soft for me. Yorochi can handle herself. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm gonna try not to name a lot of women. I'm gonna try, I promise. I'm gonna try. Okay, okay. Roachie's number one. Number two, still bleach, but not a good guy. Espada, Tear Haribel. Hey, gotta shout out to the boy, the queen, the queen of the Espada. Yeah, she was a badass. Let's not play. I think her death was a little sad considering she was the queen. Um, but she is extremely, extremely strong. I'm like, she died by Eisen. Yeah, and I kind of felt like even at the end of the day, she's going to be queen. I kind of wish she would kind of would have been a little bit of a chess movie, kind of like the king was, and kind of still, you know, it wouldn't have been great, but she sent out a pawn. Eisen killed the pawn. She understands she has to kind of... Yeah, but like, you got to remember how strong she was. None of the captains could really keep up with her unless it was the commander anyway. True, because she could fight. She got. She was very powerful. Maybe Ichigo would have beat her, but she ended up being portrayed and killed by Aizen. Um, my number three is Killer B. Hey, the B. Killer B is the stereotypical black man that raps all the time, whatever. But still, <laughs> but no, you. Let's be real here. His first fight with Sasuke was a game. Was amazing. He said, no, 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 no. I don't care about Naruto. I don't care about everybody else. I don't even care about Kakashi. I'm going to beat the shit out of your ass and smack you around. Killer B showed up. Like, before the fight, he showed up 
was so bad. <laughs> I was like, who is this motherfucker? But then, then when he got serious, and you see and, him turn it and on, and he still was spitting bars, and and he like put on his book. He got Sasha got so scared just from him pulling out his his rhyme book, writing down some stuff. That's how fast he was, and the fight. Killer B pushed before he even released his ginger kick. He pushed Sasuke's. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm like, why am I running away right now? I'm just. Yeah, tired. he definitely pushed him to the limit. He, he, pushes, he has to. He pushes Sasuke's shining gun to the limit. You see his eyes trying to keep up with those blades, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. still gets stabbed up by all of them. If it wasn't for his team, Sasuke would be dead. Oh yeah, that was that was the moment that, right there. Yeah, like that fight was that fight was quick. Sasuke got stabbed up. So yeah, if one first team, Sasuke would be done. Mm. Killer B, Killer B is that dude, and the whole village, the Rakage, all of them are great, but Killer B is my favorite. Uh, all so like, I really, I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to all this. We're about to close this up. It was very news heavy. I'm not even mad at that because the news this time was so great. I'm hoping hey, that we definitely had one of the best news weeks we've had in a while. It, yeah, it's been yeah. a while since it's been this spicy out here. Really, you're absolutely right, man. Because all the COVID stuff, everybody, Black Lives Matter, all this stuff, we got some really good news. Other than you know, well, we got better news than you, you, you folks. <laughs> <laughs> better than them, but still, again, uh. We are going to continue cranking these out. Episode 17 will be out too, so don't worry. I will try. <laughs> so yeah, we will continue to crank these out. We're enjoying what we're doing. I'm enjoying having Javon as my uh, guest host. Things are sounding good, looking good. Uh, this Again, this one is going to be on uh, Spotify only. We having issues with our visuals. Maybe we just too ugly to be put out there. I don't know. You know, Javon messing up my camera, so we never know. But, (laughs) but as we always say, like, follow, subscribe, keep supporting this group. Also, a new contest will be coming out probably in July or August. I haven't made up my mind what I want to do yet, but a new contest will be coming out soon. If you want to get, if you want to win what we get putting up. You better read the directions because a lot of y'all didn't read the directions last time. And, and that's, Ian was the only one. He got what he got. And, and he didn't think the prize was going to be as big as it was. I, when I do prizes, I do prizes. I don't bullshit y'all. I do prizes for real. So, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 